Good morning, and we are joined at this time, as we are at this uh, every other week, by Congressman Greg Pence, who represents Indiana's 6th Congressional District. Good morning to you, Congressman. Morning, Tom. How are you? I'm well. Not too bad for a Monday, I suppose, and I trust you are the same. Well, I'm out here in Washington, D.C. It came out late last night. I'm doing what's called markups. Uh, on energy and commerce, we had the lion's share of the 35 infrastructure bill, which, uh, you know, just let me say right off the bat, Tom, I'm going to vote against it. I don't think we need to raise taxes right now. There's plenty of money in the COVID relief plans uh, to take care of all the issues that we have in fighting the Delta and uh, the original virus. Uh, We don't need to burden uh, businesses and individuals with increased utility bills or taxes. All right. So uh, we'll we'll put you down for a no vote on that. And of course, uh, Yes, One sir. thing, Congressman, that's uh, been uh, a lot of uh, folks' attention, especially around the state of Indiana, is uh, the Afghan evacuees uh, going into Camp Atterbury uh, in the uh, Edinburgh area. And uh, you had a uh, visit with uh, several of the uh, generals in the area and uh, so forth. Uh, what can you tell us about your visit to Atterbury? Well, I did, Tom. And, you know, I, um, uh, it, it, uh, Camp Atterbury is in the Indiana 6th District. So that's part of us. Uh, I've made two personal visits. One was actually before the uh, Afghan refugees got there. I talked to some of the folks I know there, of course. Uh, And then I made a uh, uh, visit about 10 days ago and met with the task force general and the Homeland Security. Uh, This operation is actually being run by Homeland Security. The uh, Brigadier General Task Force uh, General is actually uh, the commandant of the military police uh, for the entire Army. I met with her and she and the uh, Homeland Security, as well as the base commander and uh, National Guard, gave me a briefing when I was there. They had told me about 5,000 troops were going to come. They were going to be housed in the barracks. They were going to be processed for medical as well as um, vetting, uh, security evaluation. I can now report to folks that I was supposed to go there yesterday, Sunday. I I had invited all of the Congress people and uh, senators to go with me. Uh, That's called a CODEL, Congressional Delegation uh, trip. And uh, we were waved off on Saturday, not real sure why. Um, I know there, I have two very serious concerns. One is, do they have the adequate medical, uh, infrastructure there to take care of these folks, uh, to get them vaccinated for whatever it is, whether it's, uh, measles, TB, COVID, whatever. I know that they are working on those, but I would encourage them to have the necessary uh, facilities. I know that some of the Afghan refugees uh, pregnant woman, uh, as an example, were sent out to regional hospitals. The last report I got was about 20 of them for serious uh, problems. So, so we'll 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 be real keen when I get back from D.C. Wednesday or Thursday. I'm, uh, I uh, we're requesting that we get that Codell back stood up and do it again. Uh, I will press very hard that we get there and see what's going on. And then the second thing that I'm very keen on is the vetting process. You know, what exactly are you doing to ensure that no one has slipped through the cracks? I know that they all 
came from Stuttgart, Germany, to Dulles, where they were vetted both at both places. But you know, before they uh, can can leave, uh, are, are have we done a final vetting? So those are the two things that, as a congressman for the Indiana Sixth District, Camp Atterbury, we're going to be pressing real hard on. Uh, I I know that our National Guard, our our folks, and and all of them are working very hard. You know, it's I know it's a difficult task when you go from zero people on the base to uh, now. I heard yesterday that there are seven thousand there, maybe up to ten to twelve is is the capacity. So we'll see. Um, so we're we're gonna we're gonna mount, monitor that uh, full time as soon as I get back uh, Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. So. Uh, rest assured, people of the Indiana Sixth District, we're going to be we'll be keep our eye on that. Now, was it supposed to be a maximum five thousand uh, evacuees at a time? Well, I heard from the very beginning that they had the capacity for ten from the very beginning, but it was only going to be five. You know, there's uh, one of the things, Tom, is we don't we want to get it. We want the truth, right? We don't want uh, the rumors. There have been many, many rumors out there. Uh, they never actually uh, told me that it would only be five. They they said at one point it would be five. But keep in mind that it's Homeland Security uh, that is uh, controlling this, the distribution of the uh, to the different. I think there's five or six bases they're going to across the country. So we don't really know, and we re- you know we really don't have a direct uh, input to that. Uh, we don't own. Camp Atterbury, if you will, it's federal installation, uh, but uh, uh, they have kept us informed. Uh, but we just want to get some of our questions answered. And of course, uh, now they do a lot of this uh, type of thing at Camp Atterbury, as far as um, shot records and processing and things of that nature. Uh, when when they have um, some of our soldiers uh, going through there, is that? Uh, is that is that my is that the correct understanding of what they uh, what they typically do there? Yeah, they do have they they do have medical facilities to do that. What they don't have medical facilities for is uh, maybe more serious issues. They they have brought in uh, doctors and nurses and equipment to take care of. Um, Sprains and you know if you're if you're sick and that type of stuff, which they they really let's call it sick bay, right? Is only has a limited capacity, but with seven plus thousand people, they need to make sure they expand that because we don't want we don't want our regional hospitals uh, or county hospitals to be overwhelmed with people that have broken arms, sprained ankle, you know what kind of minor things. Now we understand that they're not going to have surgeons and uh the like uh on the base but you know we we want we're we're going to ask them to stand up a little more uh expand what you normally do but they are doing vaccinations uh and they have that capacity for all those folks yeah especially with the uh, the fact that a lot of hospitals are uh, kind of overwhelmed right now with the covid patients and uh, they're uh, kind of stretched as far as you know dealing with uh, some of the uh, normal emergencies shall we say uh, as far as uh, heart attacks right. uh, car wrecks and things of that nature so right right but uh, and uh, have you had a chance to uh, uh, besides the um, the brass at uh, Camp Atterbury um, did you have a chance to uh, visit with any of the refugees to kind of hear their stories no 
Um, not that was uh, going to be uh, our visit yesterday. Um, that that was uh, the intent of that visit. On my first visit, they weren't there. Second visit, uh, we just um, I, I was actually not particularly invited to be honest with you, Tom. But they were very very gracious and and uh, we we stepped in while they were uh, processing uh, while the refugees were first coming in. When I got there, I think there were. 800 refugees had just come in the night before, uh, and so they did give us uh, a couple hours of briefing. So that uh, uh, there were, were very few people there, and they were still actually literally going through the processing. Uh, you know, the, the onboarding and giving their rooms and, and things like that. So, so we didn't have that opportunity, and we didn't press for it. All right. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and we're going to be uh, discussing uh, the congressman's visit around the district. That's all coming up right after this on The Daily Pod. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To-Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To-Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To-Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back to The Daily Pod. I'm Tom Snape, and we are joined by Congressman Greg Pence this morning. And of course, Congressman Pence represents Indiana's 6th Congressional District. And uh, you've had some opportunities uh, lately, Congressman, to uh, meet with some uh, local leaders around the area. For example, uh, around Madison, uh, you had a trip there. And uh, and what can you tell us about that? Well, what we did, uh, uh, this is the second time I've done this in the last year. I brought all my D.C. staff uh, out to the Indiana 6th District. So we had the Indiana staff, the D.C. staff, and that they actually all spent the night in Madison, and then the next night they spent in, in Lawrenceburg seeing areas that they had not seen before. And uh, what we did, we met with a number of uh, elected officials, the mayor of Madison, and late the next day the mayor of Lawrenceburg. But we also met with uh, health care officials, with uh, Ivy Tech officials, with uh, business people in the communities, and got and uh, my team was able to ask them questions and get to know the district a little better. And although I spend a lot of time out in the district, you know, the D.C. staff, uh, they don't always get the chance to do that. And then then we got got the opportunity to uh, go to Metamora and see an old friend of ours, an old friend of the Indiana 6th District, Bill Smith. Bill Smith has got a shop there, which was Kind of guy got a kick out of. Uh, if you go to our, our, our website, you can see me standing there. He's a shop owner now. He still has another business, but he was actually the Indiana 6th District, um, uh, worked for uh, Congressman Pence uh, for all 12 years. He was the chief of staff. Then he worked for Governor Pence as the chief of staff, uh, and then he didn't go on to the, the White House with him, but we, we stopped there and, uh, you know, we're, we're excited for uh, uh, the canal days when they come up. So uh, so we just got we took them all around the district and, you know, showed the folks uh, uh, and got to meet more Hoosiers and listen to what's important to them, which is constituent service is what we do. And I remember our uh, our last visit, you talked about having the D.C. staff out and about and the fact that they actually get an eyeball on uh, what's going on around the district. 
They do. You know, they, they, you can talk about Madison. You can, t- you can talk about uh, Shelbyville. You can talk about uh, Batesville, which they, they've been to those places as well in the, in the other trip. Uh, but they really don't have a sense of the type of communities they are. Uh, and, and my staff out in D.C., I've got Lonnie Zarnicki, uh is on the D.C. staff. He didn't need to come to Indiana. He was the district director for many years for my brother out in the 6th District. Uh, but the other folks are from all over the country. They're legislative people uh, that look for grants and bills and things that uh, are going on in Congress. So it's just good for them to kick tires, slam the door. And what are some of the uh, things that the, your staff uh, and you uh, have uh, seen around the district that uh, are maybe uh, some folks' concerns as the um, the D.C. staff gets into the 6th Congressional District and uh, starts talking to people? What's uh, the things that are foremost on a lot of people's minds? Well, it is the economy. It's, uh, uh, it's uh, it, there's, you know, there's a number of things. One, we uh, earlier in the segment, we uh, talked about F- the Afghan regi- uh, refugees, uh, folks heard about that. Uh, we talked about the impact of Delta. Uh, it w- what was interesting, they heard a lot about uh, the nursing shortage and the staff shortage, which we talk a lot about the IC units and the hospital capacities. Uh, and there's lots of COVID money to handle any uh, increase in that, but there aren't there. The human capacity is a real challenge right now, and we got an earful on that one. Uh, but, uh, you know, very, very important to the economic development, to the, uh, 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 the average person was inflation and what's happening in the economy, the shortage of workers, you know, many businesses told us about. And that's, as I'm here in D.C., that's what we'll I'll be talking about and testifying about today and tomorrow that we get, we just can't we can't do this to our economy. Raise taxes and get inflation even higher. PPI, which was announced I think on Friday, that's the producer price index, is now 8.3 higher than it was a year ago. That's going to mean that consumers are going to be spending that much more on goods too once that gets through the system. So. What, what, we have to get people back to work, help them get back to work, uh, and and do something about this inflation that's running rampant. You know, I remember very vividly uh, when we had uh, my mortgage was 14.5% for the first house I ever bought because inflation was out of control in the late 70s and early 80s. We got to we got to be very very careful. We got to do something about that, and we can. And, Raising three point five trillion dollars in taxes is not is not the way to fix that. And uh, these folks that you heard from now are these uh, constituents, or has it been uh, you know, local government leaders? All, all, all constituents. Um, okay. um, that's what we did when we came to to the district. We yes, we did meet with a we met with a few elected officials, but. Uh, lots of just constituents representing different uh, entities, non-for-profits, uh, hospitals, uh, Ivy Tech, uh, education organizations, um, and then businesses as well. And, of course, uh, 
see in my notes that uh, you wanted to learn about uh, regional economic development and workforce development. I mean, these kind of uh, tie into what uh, what we've been discussing. But uh, uh, what have you heard from uh, from government leaders as far as those things are concerned? Shortage of employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually heard that, uh, particularly in Lawrenceburg, that was interesting. Um, the mayor there uh, told us that all his people on Main Street were short of employees. He said every every single place was their hours were being reduced uh, simply because they didn't have the workers to keep open, whether it was restaurants or shops along Main Street. And and Tom, we've heard that everywhere. I I see it. You know, as I, as I you know, I live in Columbus, Indiana, I see the same thing: closed uh, drive-through only be, due to uh, staffing shortages. Or uh, you know, I've I've even seen a lot of reduced hours, or we're now going to be closed on Monday because of you know X Y Z. So uh, yeah, that's a, yeah. a continuing challenge that we have going on here. No uh, no question about it. But um, um, shifting gears, and uh, we'll end up on a, a high note, uh, shall we say? Uh, you've got the uh, congressional app challenge that's uh, going on. We do. Thanks, Tom. We need to keep t- uh, talking about that for STEM students. For uh, um, high school students, junior high students, you can do it individually or as a team. If you have an app, uh, that's software, hardware, uh, social media, you can submit that. Go to pence.house.gov and click on our app challenge. It's right there on the website and learn how you can enroll. And, of course, all the schools know about this. And uh, the lucky winners or winner will get to come out to D.C. and uh, with all the other winners from the different districts and uh, get to spend a little time with us. We'll show them, show them around the Capitol. And so pence.house.gov, uh, check that out. And we'll, we'll keep sending that out to your schools uh, and asking people to submit their applications. And, of course, uh, last year, as we uh, talked about in a uh, previous visit, they had uh, – uh, two students from uh, from your hometown of Columbus uh, won it last year. We did, Tom, and, and I and I got to tell you, I don't even know what they invented, but it was it's it was different. <laughs> 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 and it, it was a software app uh-huh. uh, that, uh, and it's just all that stuff's a little over my head, but uh, but they they uh, it was it was pretty cool. Young people understand all that stuff, and they have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I mean that's great, and of course that's that's the thing, you know. Looking forward to the uh, the future, the fact that uh, you know these are our future leaders, and they can come up with uh, some of these things, and uh, you know, come up with uh, solutions to some uh, some problems there. And uh, you know, for example, uh, the two students, uh, you know, looking at my notes, uh, they were uh, Columbus North uh, students. It was an app titled Math for Kids. So I imagine that's uh, something to right. get uh, get kids uh, interested in math, particularly those who uh, who don't care for numbers, I guess. Yeah, like my, my grandson, uh, he's six years old, and he gets on these little apps, uh, uh, something like that, and he learns how to add and subtract. And that's what this did. And it's, you know, it's cute as can be, uh, you know, how to, how to learn at the very – lowest level because young people um you know they don't really have books like they used to so you know the software allows them to learn uh 
things that they can carry further in life. So that's what this app challenge is all about. All right. Again, the uh, deadline is November 1st. All the information can be found at pence.house.gov. And uh, Congressman, uh, anything else uh, before we uh, let you go uh, this morning? No, sir. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate your time today. All right. We appreciate your time as always. And again, our thanks to Congressman Greg Pence for joining us this morning. I'm Tom Snape for The Daily Pod.